Hello, and welcome to Season 3 of Wait a Week Mystery. I'm your host and author, J.C. Bodden. In this week's podcast, I'll be reading to you a chapter from my novel, Not on My Watch, which is the third book in the Devlin O'Quinn Mystery series. If you like what you hear and can't wait a week for the next chapter, Not on My Watch, as well as the other three books in the series, is available in both Kindle and paperback format from Amazon. If you're interested in ordering any of my books, please visit my website, jcbodden.com. You'll find the link in the podcast info. Now, let's not wait any longer. Here we go with episode 30, sorry. Here we go with episode 316 of Not on My Watch, chapter 16. The headlines in the Auburn Chronicle screamed across the front page. Mayor kills husband. Chief saves the day. The left side of the page carried the article about Ted Ryan and his past life as Ryan Edwards. The editors even managed to round up an old photo of Edwards from the Montgomery High School yearbook and ran it side by side with a much more recent shot of the mayor's husband. Blake Black interviewed Lynn and included her first-hand account of the attack. He was kind enough to leave Anna Grace's name completely out and only mentioned Elliot as an unnamed source, although it was pretty clear based on Lynn's story who she was. The right side of the front page was Blake's first-hand account of the experience with Tygen at Devlin's home. He had been seriously shaken by the entire incident, but managed to write about it clearly and dispassionately. The town, in fact the whole country, reeled in the news of both incidents. Over the following two weeks, until the next crazy event captured the press's attention, Devlin spent many hours being interviewed, both in person and over the phone, by print and television media. It actually got to the point where Teresa would automatically screen all of his calls sniffing out the reporters and coolly informing them that they could only get through to talk with him between 3 and 5 in the afternoons. She maintained, only half-jokingly, that she was as much his agent as his secretary. Lynn was released from the hospital Tuesday morning and was taken home by her parents. Elliot stayed with Devlin and Auburn until Tuesday evening, but then left to go home so that she could get back to her office Wednesday morning. She and Devlin spent most of Tuesday night on the phone, discussing the coverage in the press. Elliot even shyly brought up some of her thoughts about their upcoming wedding. Devlin told her that she could do whatever she wanted, as long as she did it fast. He didn't want to waste any more time than necessary being single. Wednesday morning dawned clear and bright and Elliot got to her office well before opening. She was happy to be back even though she missed Devlin terribly. She thought about whether she should move her practice to Auburn after the wedding. It occurred to her that being a defense attorney in the same town in which her husband was the chief of police might be a little dicey. She realized that the commute from Auburn to Montgomery wasn't really that bad. In fact, many people did it on a daily basis. Standing at Lynn's desk, Elliot opened the phone book to look for a attempt to take Lynn's place while she continued to recover. There was a knock at the door. After a brief hesitation, it dawned on her that she was the only one there. She parted the blinds and peeked out the window. She drew in a deep breath and steadied herself. Anna Grace was standing on the front porch. Elliot stood rooted in place as the door swung open. The two women stood, staring at each other, for several heartbeats. Suddenly Elliot remembered herself. Please, come in, she said quietly as she stepped back. Anna Grace smiled and stepped into the room. Elliot gently closed the door behind her. Hello, she said hesitantly. Phew, this is weird, the young woman standing in front of her began. I feel a little bit like that kid's book, Are You My Mother? Anyway, I'm Anna Grace Miller. 
Elliot smiled gently and held up her hand. Yes, I know. Your parents send me a Christmas card every year. Please, come in. She led the way through the waiting room into her office. Have a seat. It's good of you to come. Can I get you anything? Elliot sat at her desk and nervously smoothed her hands over her skirt. She was Lynn or Devlin or somebody was there with her. Anna Grace sat down opposite Elliot and smiled again at her. Well, I guess you're surprised to see me here today. Elliot shook her head. Actually, no, I'm not really all that surprised. I mean, I was under the impression that your parents were going to tell you about me on Monday, on your 18th birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. I've been out of town until last night. Anna Grace leaned forward. Thank you. There was an awkward silence as the two women regarded each other. Do you mind if I ask you something? She continued cautiously. Elliot shook her head. Well, the young woman sighed before she continued. That guy, the one who was married to the mayor of Auburn, the one who attacked your sister, he was my father, wasn't he? Elliot stood up and looked out the window. She knew Anna Grace deserved the truth, but it was hard to look her in the eye and give it to her. Finally, she turned to her and said, Anna Grace, I don't know you, so I can't really predict how you're going to react to the things I'm going to tell you. But I can tell that your parents have done an excellent job of raising you. You're mature, self-assured. Elliot stopped and smoothed her hair off her forehead. So, I'll answer any questions you want to ask me. I figure I owe you that much. But I'd like to ask something in return, even if you think it's hard to do. She waited while Anna Grace nodded slowly. Yeah? What? I want you to try really hard not to judge me too harshly. Can you do that? Anna Grace smiled and nodded again. Listen, um... Elliot smiled and said softly, Call me Elliot. She nodded once and continued. Listen, Elliot. She smiled shyly. I've always known I was adopted. My parents made it very clear to me that my birth mother, you, did a very courageous thing and gave me the best possible life. I mean, they told me that you were young, in high school still. I get it. I'm in high school now. I can't imagine. Anyway, I'm just here out of curiosity. I promise. Elliot smiled and nodded. Okay then, what do you want to know first? That dude was my father? Yes. He was your teacher? Yes, and my coach. He was married? Yes. Did his wife know? I don't know. Maybe. Their marriage fell apart. And it's like it said in the paper, he changed his name and remarried and all that? Yes. And his new wife shot him? Yes. Why? Elliot shrugged. I don't really know. It's a guess on my part, but I think it was a combination of things. She knew he was your father, but when she found out what he had done, that he had hurt my sister Lynn because he had gone to my hotel room looking for information about you, I guess she snapped. He was going to commit suicide, but she took the gun away from him and then shot him herself. She looked across at her daughter, who looked so much like her that it nearly took her breath away, and smiled sadly. Of course, he didn't deserve to die. Everyone makes mistakes. It's sad, really, because in many ways he was a good man. He had a good sense of humor. He was smart and passionate. He was very good at convincing people to try their best, and that made him a good teacher and coach. But his wife, in the end, could only see his mistakes. 
and she couldn't forgive him. Anna Gray sat for a long time, contemplating all Elliot had said. Finally, she looked at her and smiled. So, now you're in love. Elliot looked at her sharply. How did you know that? Anna Gray shrugged. I just guessed. Elliot smiled and nodded. You're pretty smart, aren't you? Anna Grace blushed and smiled. Yeah, so tell me about him. Devlin O'Quinn, he's the Auburn chief of police. The other guy from the paper? The one with the kidnapped grandson? Yeah, but he must be... Anna Grace stopped herself from saying what she was thinking. Elliot smiled across the desk at her. You can say it, she said gently. He's older than me. She shrugged. I guess I've always been a sucker for older men. This made Anna Grace giggle slightly. But he's different from... Elliot smiled again. Oh, yeah, she said with a nod. He's different. Very different from your father. How? Anna Grace watched her face carefully. She knew the way her mother answered this one question would tell her a lot. Elliot's face softened as she considered what to say. There was so much about Devlin that she loved. She could talk about him forever. But it was simple to distill the most significant difference between him and Ryan Edwards. He's honest. He's courageous enough to love with his whole heart. And that means he tells me everything without holding anything back, even the bad stuff. The stuff he would rather not say. The shit, he calls it. He tells me that stuff because he knows that anything less would mean I didn't know him completely. And he knows that you can't love someone, really, unless you know everything, the good and the bad. She shrugged and looked closely at her daughter. No one is perfect, Anna Grace. Your father wasn't. I'm certainly not. Devlin isn't. It's not possible. But it is possible for two people to be perfect for each other. I've waited my whole life for him. He's my other half. That's the only way I know how to explain it. Anna Grace smiled at her. Wow. Elliot returned the smile. Yeah. Wow. That concludes this week's chapter of Not On My Watch. Thanks for listening. To find out what happens next, please come back for episode 317 of Wait A Week Mystery or visit jcbodden.com to order the book. Either way, I hope your wait is a happy one.